to the story behind our music. As school starts back and I resume production of my show, I will be doing a few more episodes on Woodstock 69 before diving into some topics like one-hit wonders, near misses, and even a show on what the Rolling Stones and Mesquite High School have in common. I have mentioned this year's much-anticipated revival of the music festival in a few past shows, Woodstock 50. Woodstock 50 was announced by Michael Lang, one of the original promoters of the first Woodstock Festival, in the spring of 2014. He promised the show would be as amazing as the first and would happen on the anniversary dates in 2019. This show would have five-plus years for planning and preparations. How could it fail? This show would have part of the production team that brought the show to the world in 1969. Many of the bands that were there then, and even more new superstars of popular music like Jay-Z, Chance the Rapper, The Killers, Miley Cyrus, The Black Keys, Imagine Dragons, and plenty more. There would be huge corporate sponsors and tons of money. It sounds like the perfect music festival. Well, it didn't happen. After trouble with money management, sponsors backing out, and not being able to secure a venue, in July, the festival was officially canned. The New York Times dubbed Woodstock 50 the festival of peace, love, and litigation. Some say that Woodstock could not happen again anyway, not the way that it did then. With the success it had in the minds of the young people that were there, wanted to be there, the locals, or even the people that watched it unfold on TV. America was much more innocent and disconnected in 1969. There was no internet, no Google, no Snapchat. The youth of America was not immersed in videos on YouTube, wannabe stars on TikTok, and witness to everything they could imagine on Instagram. Woodstock 69 had very few problems that required any kind of security or police. The commune that was brought in to maintain security was led by a crazy-looking man who was called Wavy Gravy, a combination clown-shaman. And he told a reporter, mostly we're going to try to be groovy and spread that grooviness through everybody. Many adults in conservative little towns like the one where the festival took place really didn't know what to make of these hippies. But in spite of the huge crowds, the locals remember the kids as polite and respectful. An article in a recent The Atlantic magazine pointed out that because of the lack of trouble, the conservative-leaning natives of Sullivan County, where the concert took place, donated groceries when the fest food ran out. New York Governor Nelson Rockefeller, after threatening to send the National Guard to end the fun, airlifted in medical supplies and doctors. When Max Gasger, the Republican dairy farmer whose pasture hosted Woodstock, addressed Woodstock's crowd, it was with great praise. The important thing is that you've proven to the world that a half a million kids can get together and have three days of fun and music and have nothing but fun and music, and I God bless you for it. Lang tried to recreate the Woodstock experience in 1999. That show is best remembered for riots, fires, and allegations of sexual assault. Definitely not peace and music. The Woodstock of 1969 was about music and love, peace, and focused on the ability that music could bring people together. Have we become so divided and separated as a country? Has too much innocence been lost to overexposure to everything that is on our laptop screen at a click of a mouse? Or maybe it is corporate greed that will keep a generation-changing event like the three days of peace and music from ever happening again. Maybe Woodstock 69 was truly a phenomenon that could only happen the way it did when it did. By the time we got to Woodstock, we were happy and strong.
I'm Addie, and you can see more of my The Story Behind Our Music at thestorybehindourmusic.tumblr.com. And to hear past The Story Behind Our Music shows, get my podcast on iTunes or podcast.com. <laughs>